Welcome to the K-Pop Corner. This is Kendra. We have the amazing Jade. Hi, friends. We have episode 68. Sorry for the hiatus. <laughs> I promise you it was worth it because uh, there just wasn't too much going on. I'm missing true, the monsters. True. We're really missing the monsters. <laughs> but... Doing it this way allowed me and Jade to talk about SF9's comeback all in one go, which is nice. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we'll talk about that. Uh, Itzy has also dropped their newest album, Born to Be, so they're doing their comeback. So we'll talk about their title track, Untouchable. And then we're going to also talk about CIX and their... Is it a digital s- single? No. Single album. <laughs> Zero or one. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> that, that came out of nowhere. Correct. So, yeah, we'll talk about some of that. Um, and then there's a new K-pop law that just got passed not too long ago that we'll also discuss. I don't think it... Well, it's been... I think it's not passed yet. I think it was just... Um, oh. I think they... I don't think it has passed. I think it was just brought up. I thought the article said it had passed on the 23rd. Oh, did it? I don't know. I read through it fast, so. Okay. <laughs> I could have read it wrong. Yeah, that stuff I gets I think it was little... just proposed. Yeah. yeah. I think it was just proposed. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's an interesting law that I think could be important. Correct. Correct. So... Yeah, so good stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a new year, so we have no idea what the K-pop world has in store for us. <laughs> Listen, all we know is it will be a Masax drought this year, but it's fine. It's, it's fine. fine. I mean, it's not 100% drought. Sure, you did But tease. no, like, well, it's been more, it's been a year since a Monster X comeback as a group. Oh. Yeah, Reason yeah, was sad. like over a year ago and we're gonna go another year without it. But that's okay. They're we'll doing have... what they need to do. Yes. And we'll have some Having morsels. too much fun doing it. So, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Yes, it'll be fine. Yeah. But... If we say that enough, will we convince ourselves that it will be fine? It's fine. <laughs> yes. <laughs> It's fine. We're did tease that he will have a solo album someday. Correct. He did dye his hair, so we're all uh, up in speculation. Correct. A very, you know, safe shade of brown. Correct. (laughs) Very Shonu. Yes. And I Am is dropping a digital single on the 23rd. Yes. Yeah. So, like, they're giving us scraps. Yes, and we're grateful. Yeah. It's just not the same. It's not the same. I agree. It's not Monster X as a whole. Well, I think part of it's that, like, all the extroverts enlisted at the same time. (laughs) Yes, that is true. So, yeah. Anyways. We have other, we have other people to keep us engaged. We do. Thankfully, we have InSong and 
uh, young Ben back from the military for SF9. Correct. Yes. Very exciting. exciting. Yes, yes. Honestly, so when Jane and I first started getting into SF9, basically it was right before they said, hey, we're going to enlist together. Correct. (laughs) (laughs) So really, I feel like we haven't seen much with them in it since. (laughs) Because it was very short after. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, obviously we saw trauma. Mm-hmm. And we saw um, Rumination. Is that the album? Mm-hmm. So obviously we did experience them a little bit. It's just, I don't think it was in real time. I'm pretty sure you and I, like, kind of played catch up a little. Correct. But that was after. literally OT9. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> and oh, here we a are. Lot. A lot has happened. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> In every group we stand. <laughs> yes. 100%. My goodness. Uh, yes. <laughs> so. Two years in K-pop is like <laughs> a whole lifetime. Yeah. Honestly. I just got a notification on my Facebook of my first purchase of K-pop <laughs> from wow. FYE. And it was wow. four years ago. Wow. So I've been in this shit for four years now. I know. It's crazy. It is crazy. So, um, SF9 had their comeback shortly, what, 8th? January 8th? Mm-hmm. And they just started doing their stages. There's two stages right now. They did M Countdown and something else, right? M Countdown and Music Music Bank? Bank? Yeah. That sounds about right. Yep. Well, it's their 13th mini album sequence. Yep. Which is... Which, crazy. Right. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> Six songs. Yes. I seven uh, active members. Yes. I haven't discovered everyone's voices yet, sadly. Mm-hmm. As much as well, I it's hard because yeah. every comeback has been different for us. That's true. And actually even yeah. when we see stuff live that has been different because there was <laughs> different members at the time, so Correct. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. It's been a whirlwind. Really has. I really only know Zuho's voice. Mm-hmm. I think I think I might know Wee Young's voice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Dewan sometimes. Right. Only sometimes. Only when he does certain like. Um, vocal inflections like he has a distinct voice in that way Mm-hmm. everyone else i go i don't know <laughs> right it's hard yeah yeah even young ben because yeah. like there is i don't even feel like he's doing that much rapping in the title track Mm-hmm. i don't know <laughs> well because they're so unfamiliar to us because the past couple comebacks they have not been in it yeah. 
That is true. So, yeah. Uh, so, we're missing Jae-yoon. Mm-hmm. He's come back. Obviously. Correct. Ro-woon as well. Correct. Um, and then Dewan will be enlisting soon. <laughs> so, Correct. yet another revolving door. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> I guess it keeps us on our toes. <laughs> yes, for sure. Oh my god. Yeah. So, what? They just keep you... on leaving. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's okay. I'm kind of like. What did you think of this album? I love it. It's a good one. It's a really good one. I had no yeah. idea. I listening to the snippets just never does just justice. Like, correct. I feel like I was kind of questionable on a few of them. I'm like, no, I might like mm-hmm. this one. I don't know. Right. And then you hear the whole thing, and you're like, yes. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I'm very very pleased. Me too. Any um sp- any standouts for you? Um, I don't know. They're all so good, honestly. Mm-hmm. I think strings is very nice. Yes, it is. Midnight Sun is nice too. Like I actually really really like the title track. Mm-hmm. Too. Yeah. But outside of that, it's probably one of those two. Morning Coffee mm-hmm. is also up there because. Mm-hmm. I could totally see that, like, on an ad. <laughs> yeah. It's and very it's so, catchy. It's so catchy and it's so yeah. upbeat. I feel like the whole album is really <laughs> bright and optimistic. And it yeah. just, like, hit at the right time. Because, like, for us, it's the middle of winter. I, I think I needed something kind of peppy. Yeah. Well, morning yeah. coffee's definitely peppy. <laughs> a full dose of caffeine. I wanted to look up their lyrics. Is are they saying I need your love like morning coffee? Yes. That I believe that is what they're saying. Correct. <sighs> you can I'm tell you this whole entire album just feels like really like light and fun. Yeah, I agree. Except for it starts off a little darker. Yes. Even though the mood of that song is very, um, it's very peppy, too. Yeah, the beats are very peppy. Correct. Yeah. It's, it's very, like, dancey. Song. Yes. Yes. But Correct. the actual song itself, like, the lyrics is, you know, talking about heartbreak and longing. It's and... questionable. <laughs> I yes. mean, they're, like, talking about cry, what is it, like, the rain... I can't remember the words. I keep comparing, like, rain and all that. Yes. Yes. Their acting is phenomenal. Oh, the I'll music give them video is great. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Agree. What about you? What was your standout? Um, I think my favorite song on the album is Midnight Sun. It's a good one. I- I really like, I like the whole album. It's very easy to listen to. It's kind of like this like little shot of adrenaline. Adrenaline. It is very like peppy and fun. 
I don't know, like, which is really interesting because in the winter when it's like crappy and blizzardy, I want things that are more like mellow, more like, oh, like, I don't know, slightly heavier, more like comforting, but... I don't know, just like this album for me was just like, I'm like, it's like really kind of refreshing in the middle of winter because I feel like a lot of stuff have been happening and life just feels really like heavy at this time. So like having this album was just like really kind of like energetic. And I like this like sort of like, I don't know, just like a like a little burst of like energy, a little burst of like sunshine. It just kind of like hit me at the right time. And I really enjoy it. Yeah. I agree with that. It's a very easy listening album. Yeah. And I found myself listening to it basically on loop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Especially like yeah. working or driving. Correct. Um, it's it's very nice. It gives you a little bit of pep. It does. Yeah. I love it. So I'm super happy with it. Hope they're happy with it. Um, it's I nice so. to see six songs. Yeah. And honestly, I didn't have time because, you know, work's been kind of crazy. I, like, did not look into, like, you know, if the members participated, which I always assume they did in some way because I feel like on every album, you know, the members kind of, like, take bits and pieces. So... I hope I hope the fandom's happy. Yeah. Um, I hope so I, too. Yeah, I see they're out promoting. Um I also watched the suit dance and of course they gave Yu Young a beautiful crop top. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm just I'm happy. You know, I do want to like get caught up a little bit. You know, I want to see if they were doing some other promotions, you know, like talk shows and stuff like that cuz that's always fun. Um, so yeah, and I think it's probably so great to have two members back, so it's oh, like I a bet. different energy, yeah. It looks like Youngbin, Zuho, Weyoung, uh, did lyrics. Oh, nice, or Bibora, <laughs> mm-hmm. that's how you see that. Um, mm-hmm. Zuho did lyrics for Midnight Sun, and he's also part of the composing uh. team. <gasps> And uh, Young Ben Zuho on Domino for lyrics. So they, mm-hmm. yeah. And Very strings. good. It looks like I. <laughs> Dewan was in the composing for Superconductor. Oh, interesting. And, and Very cool. Good you for them. It. I know. I feel like last time, I forgot which album was something else, like where my favorite song was also produced by Zuho. Yeah. I forgot what song it was. So, yeah, I'm excited for him and his. And it's interesting because, you know, like amidst the comeback, um, they did announce that he signed with a separate company. Yes. For his, like, personal and, like, acting promotions. So I'm excited for him. Very, very excited. Yeah. I was thinking pretty much each member is acting or doing some sort of something like Side quest. that yeah. like yeah um yo Tang isn't necessarily acting but he's doing all the musical theater correct which is yeah. acting yeah so i think right isn't that basically i don't know about young ben but you know like a 
fast well, majority. Well, he just of got back. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Insan literally just got back from the military. I mean, they were on a side quest for like a year and a half. So. That's uh, true. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I hope that people are weathering the storm because I know, you know, when Ramon left the group, you know, I think it's a little bit of shakiness within the fandom. Right. Um, you know, obviously he would be missed, but, you know, the group has to go on. And I just, I thought it was like a really great comeback. I agree. For me, and like we said before, with all like the coming in and then two enlisting and then another enlisting and then two coming back and others go at you I guess I just roll with it and I enjoy whatever they're able to give us yeah it's like a new group every comeback (laughs) yeah you know of course it's disappointing if your favorite leaves or is not participating you know I I get it right but this is an excellent album and um, I just listened to, uh, I can't remember, The Wave of Nine. Mm-hmm. Like, I just re-listened to that again the other day, mm-hmm. and, like, that's an excellent yeah. one, too. Like, yeah. I don't know. I get it, what you're saying. Like, anytime there's any type of tumultuous change, change yeah. It's not, it's not even tumultuous. Like, there's, you know... It just changed. It's a, yeah. you know, being an idol is a business and people have to make the right decisions for themselves. So. Yep. Honestly, they participated in their um, company concert together and I forgot. Yeah, who it's very Roman cute. sang with a member. I remember which one. Was it Insong? I think it, it was might in, have been. Was it Insong? You know, that like, was like four weeks ago. Like, <laughs> so much has happened. That was last year, Kendra. That's like fading like into the background year. for me. Yeah. <laughs> Old news. Yes. But like, they all look so happy. Correct. You know what I mean? And like, yeah. at the end of the day, that's all I care about. Exactly. Like, I'm here for the music too, but as long as they're happy. Exactly. So... Yeah. Um, what did you think of the music video? <sighs> the music video. <laughs> um, I I don't mind the music video. I think it's like I said, the acting in it is really well done. Mm-hmm. Um, especially like that part with Weeyoung where he's like he's kind of like screaming or like you know there's a lot of emotion happening and he's like doubling mm-hmm. over. Mm-hmm. Like, they're all portraying the emotions in this music video and the song mm-hmm. so well. But I'm yeah. also a little pissed off at the producer. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, the first time I was watching it, um, when they get to the point choreo or whatever, mm-hmm. I couldn't fucking see anything because the camera is, like, twirling and swirling and jumping with the member mm-hmm. i was like so angry when i first watched that because i was like what are you doing like, right y- you're ruining this for me i can't like i'm trying to focus on yo Tang's dancing but the camera's jiggling and moving and swirling so much 
right. to me, you're losing the focus. Correct. So that was like my main thing. And then when they did the bat, the bed thing, mm-hmm. which I think was cool, like when they kind of fall backwards and it right. went into another member doing it. Mm-hmm. The transition. Yeah. I thought that was cool, but it also made me go. Ugh. <laughs> Yeah. I'm just an old lady. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is also it was, true. It was, like, too jarring for me. Yeah. So that was, like, my first visceral reactions to this video. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the second time okay. I watched it in, like, 0.75 speed to try to, like, get more of the details. <laughs> right. And that was better that way. It wasn't as, like, jarring, but. Yeah. What do you think? Um, I thought that, like, I thought the acting was superb. Like, yeah. literally, they the way they were portraying emotion was really fantastic. Yeah. Um, it's so funny because, like, I'm super happy with, like, 80% of this music video. Yeah. Because it's more those lingering <laughs> shots of them, like, going through the motions. Um, yeah. The, the, the other 20% is just like, oh, my gosh. It's, it's. Overwhelming. Like, it overwhelms me, but but honestly, that is my complaint with every K-pop music I know. video. I know. And I should just stop complaining about it, but I cannot. Like, I just, I just don't think it's necessary. It's like doing too much. Yes. And in this music video where those, like, individual shots are sort of, like, lingering at a slower pace, so I feel like maybe they felt the need <laughs> to have certain pieces that is more like sort of quote unquote dynamic. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But, you know, I thought the special effects were done really well. Yes. Um, that's true. Yes. So there's a lot of like really excellent pieces. But overall, honestly, I think the acting and the portrayal of emotion and like some of those like rawness, like when you go through a breakup, because it really is a breakup song, right? It's like you broke up, but like, what do you, but like part of you want to move forward, but part of you like want to go back. So you kind of like, I don't know, in dis- you're kind of like stuck. You're like in, um, what's the word? Limbo. Limbo or, like, you're, you're fighting against yourself, basically. Correct. Right. So I think they did really well. And every and I love how every member has sort of a different emotion, right? Some of them look confused. Some of them look angry. Some of them looked hurt. Some of them look sort of, like, regrettable. So I love the portrayal of, like, different emotions you kind of, like, go through when you do go through a breakup. But again, like the dancing parts, just like those weird sort of like, I guess, like trick shots that they're doing, even just like the falling, which is such a cool effect. I think it was just done so quickly where to yeah. me, you kind of miss the purpose of those shots. Like but, if they could have maybe done it in slow-mo. Correct. I think something. that would have been beautiful. Right. Yeah. It's I, almost like two separate music videos jammed together. Because <laughs> they're they're going to the beat of the music. I get why they right. why it's so quick. It's just really jarring. Right. So, I don't know. Like the, I just I don't know. I agree with you in that we always talk about how K-pop is always 
just trying to do wham bam thank you ma'am like everything mm-hmm. is so cut so quickly and transitions right. are quick and nothing lingers this for me felt a little different in that correct the way they were trying to capture the movement of the dancing was just not not hitting for me it was just too right. distracting right so and it's kind of a shame because they're really fucking good at dancing Correct. So I was really looking forward to seeing their choreo. Right. Honestly, it would have been so much better if the camera was just, like, stationary. 100%. And then do, like, the jump cuts and whatever the fuck they do. Like, whatever. We're used to that part, at least. Right. This was too much. (laughs) Yeah. And also in in this video, because parts of the video is so, like, almost, like, slice of life, right? But, like, you get this feeling where everything feels slower because, you know, you're kind of, like, in this, like, weird state emotionally where, you know, kind of, like, time stands still. Like, this lingering kind of feeling. So, like, to have those really quick movements, I feel like Mm. it's extra jarring. Because I think in other music videos, when everything is, like, really fast moving, because we've seen those music videos where it's just, like, a gazillion trans transitions like back to back to back yeah but when it's this music video where there's these moments of like these really beautiful shots of like the members faces where you know they look like they're in pain you know like the the broken glass suspended it's so Mm -hmm. beautiful like and you're kind of like trend you know like part of a music video is like it draws you into a specific environment and then you go into this crazy like spinning like roller coaster kind of thing. It, I feel like that's extra jarring. Yeah. I agree. That's like, I like this video in every way except for in that part. It's like the one yeah. down, downside. Yeah. Because everything else is really done so well. Like, right. Even like Zuho's acting when he's in the car and like the anguish oh, on his yeah. face and Correct. When he like punches the seat. Like, ugh. Yes. Everyone just is doing phenomenal acting. <laughs> right. Right. And then you get to the dancing segments. You're just like, why? What is happening? I know. <sighs> you know what? This is probably a very unpopular opinion. But <laughs> I know. I know. I know. Um, um, gosh. I'm going to say it out loud. I don't... Honestly, I would have been fine if they didn't have a dance break in this music video. Yeah. I could see that. So. And I do think groups have done that. Oh, yeah. Like, I know groups have done it. On Sex, for sure, has done, like, Correct. that cinematic type thing. Correct. Yeah. I do agree with you on that, actually. So, yeah. Um. But the dance break in the rain is beautiful. <sighs> It's beautiful. And I wish I would have seen more of that. The fucking camera. I know. It's just ruining it. It's it's really cool. And I know that um Yo Taeyong said he wanted to do something with water. Yeah. It's that that piece is so beautiful. Yeah. See, I wish the other two in the studio shots did not exist and they would have like extended this portion of it or Mm. did this more interject like kind of interdispersed into the music video um but yeah otherwise like because again like 
the feel of that last piece where they're dancing in the water is so different than yeah. the other two sort of dance breaks. Yeah. Because the other two just kind of look also to me a little bit out of place. That was like unnecessary. But if they would have stuck with this theme of being in the water, like very emotional, like going through life versus the quote unquote like really stage pieces, for me it would have would have been a little bit um, more cohesive, I guess. Yeah, I think they're they could have used that imagery still the way they are already, like yeah. in the other shots where they're being like blown and you know there's like yeah. the intense wind and sand. Yeah. But I do think they could have utilized this rain part way, 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 way more. more and better. Correct. Especially yeah. because they're talking about endless rain and all this, like, swirling like a cold storm. and Right. Like, it, it really is a parallel, this rain right. scene. And I don't know why they didn't use it more. Right. I mean, it was beautiful. They looked beautiful. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, but I always feel like those moments are always my favorites, and it's never long <laughs> it's always, enough. It's always for, like, two seconds. Yes. <laughs> Correct. Uh, Which really just makes me think it's a me problem. <laughs> I don't think it's a you problem, because I have the same problem. I just yeah. think that we appreciate different things. Correct. You um, know, I also love that shot of Insong when he's like standing in the crosswalk. Yeah. Where like everything else kind of like slow, like kind of like just kind of like fades around him. That was really beautiful. They have really nice, like random moments like that. Like Yotei at the end as well. Yes. Agreed. Like, I wish they could have had a little more stationary moments like that. Right. <laughs> but. Yeah. Well done. Overall, I was really happy with it. You know, obviously, our complaints are just like the blanket (laughs) K-pop music video (laughs) complaints. Yes. I'm sure our listeners either totally appreciate what we're saying because they agree or they probably roll their eyeballs. (laughs) Yeah, they're just over it. (laughs) I don't know. But like... All of this is art, right? We all have different um, appreciation. We all have different aesthetics we like. There's no wrong way. It's just... Our preferences. These groups are gorgeous, right? So sometimes we just want to see more of them. Right. And also, they just happen to be all really good actors because right. not every group not True. every idol can act they are really good at conveying emotion right i think they're one of the best groups at doing this um that's why for me the music video is great i think for me like i want to see more of them conveying emotion because like I already know they're good at dancing and singing. True. Do you know what I mean? That's Especially true. in this type of music video when there's so much storytelling. Right. I just feel like it's really not, to me, it's not necessary to put these dance breaks in there. They should have just had a very continuous storytelling throughout the whole entire music video. Because the rain 
the dancing in the rain portion is so beautiful because it shows emotion it gives a dance break it kind of fits the whole theme of the rest of the music video yeah but it's so brief <laughs> you're 100 percent so right this um this video uh, it's well done but it could have been better. it really is well done yeah yeah it's okay you know, on your 13th mini album, I think it would be okay to, like, take some chances. Correct. If you wanted. I do think if they would have saved the dance break for the rain part at the end. Right. made it longer. Or at Correct. least reference it more. It right. would have made it more, um, gave it more emphasis. I think it would have made it more uh, cinematic. Yeah. Which kind of went into the whole theme of this music video. Yeah. I think it would have made it, like, just a little bit more emotional. I agree. Right. And Especially when the whole song is about, like, because... Yeah, it's, Bibora it's the is, I don't know. Is that, like, a made-up word? It, it because seems to be made up. <laughs> yeah. Because according to Genius, they translated as Rainstorm. Ah. Uh, so there was, so like... They, a Spanish word that was with a V, Vibora, but that's a snake. Okay. So that okay. doesn't make sense here. No. So as far as I know, it's like a made up. Right. SF like, I guess it's a, right. It's, um, it's basically to signify rain, raining, rainstorm, mm-hmm. right? So that's why I thought it was so beautifully shot. They looked stunning. Again. I wish that was a little bit more prominent. That's all. Yep. I agree. It's like, I do agree with you in that their acting was, like, superb. Yeah. Now that I'm thinking back on it, besides, like, Monster X and some of those cinematic, sad, find you, (laughs) you know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, that was all... Just storytelling and acting, and it was so fucking beautiful, and all of us, like, cry when we watch that shit. Right. It's like a mini little drama, K-drama. Correct. I think they could have done that with this as well. Yeah. Because they Mm -hmm. are all phenomenal. Yeah. At acting, so. Correct. It's it's still okay. I do think, I think they could have done that, and then saved the choreo for their stages right right because right. that's basically where i'm going to watch the choreo anyway correct because in my mind <laughs> they didn't do it justice the no. producer or whoever right the editor correct the camera person camera person <laughs> sometimes less is more and it's okay correct. but that is not the k-pop way <laughs> i know and that's I why I love this music video in so many parts because it was really stripped down. And I think we've talked about this, especially when you have a large a group with a large amount of members where they always jam them in and you yeah. can't like, you know, they're constantly like switching from one to another where there's just like, there's nothing that captivates anything. It's just like everything when it's just like switching, 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 like nothing is of significance. That's why this music video where everyone sort of got a little, a little vignette. 
True. And like everyone portrayed a different emotion. But, you know, that's what made this video like really beautiful. Yeah. That is true. But overall, I'm still very happy with it. They looked beautiful. Yeah. I agree. So I was really happy. Like I said, I'm I'm extremely satisfied with this comeback. Yeah. Yeah, and me too. I'm excited to see their other stages. Um I always love a good relay dance, so I watched that one earlier. <laughs> mhm. It just looks like they're having fun. Yeah. They look beautiful on their stages. Um, so yeah, I'm re- I'm really happy. I'm happy for them. Yeah. So, hopefully, um, hopefully everything goes well. No one gets injured, and all the fantasy are happy. Yeah. I can't imagine people being unhappy. It's a great album. It's a really beautiful music video. They look gorgeous. They look healthy. What else could people ask for? I will say for me personally, um, Rumination was an excellent album as well. Mm -hmm. I don't think I liked every single song quite as much as I love all these songs. Right. This album. So this might actually be my favorite one. But. I fucking bought the Rumination albums because of the aesthetic. <laughs> Correct. Correct. I absolutely loved it all. Yeah. So, um, I will not be buying this. It's just, the aesthetic is not for me. Right. I know that sounds really It's not mean. hitting. It's not. I don't think so. I don't think so. We don't have to love everything. You know, we talk about this. It does not make you a, a lesser fan. fan. Correct. Or a, yeah. it's not even just a bad fan, just like a, any less of a fan of you. We don't have to, like, it, this is not a cult. <laughs> like, we do not have to say everything is, like, the best, greatest ever. Right. It's fine. I mean... We talk about this all the time. We follow a lot of groups. There's so many comebacks. There are so many concepts for every comeback. And even with the Mazdas, sometimes we're like, what the hell is this? <laughs> this is like when something's not your vibe, like right. the concepts doesn't have to be your vibe, but the the album is amazing. So right. you can't win them all. <laughs> can't win it all. I guess that sense of guilt just gets kind of woven into this whole thing because everyone makes it out to be like if you don't buy the albums like the albums is what makes them chart and it's what makes them get money and you know what i mean like, i i bought know, the, i bought a digital album well I we all know the iTunes. digital is not not where they make their money well i don't know about itunes or right or amazon like I well don't know. streaming they don't make money right but i think if you buy the songs it's counted as digital sales i'm just wondering how much percentage they get right you know yeah, like i don't, I don't know. know yeah i don't know and yeah. every one is different like apple right. versus amazon versus whatever right so i just um Obviously, support SF9. I will always encourage and cheer for them. And <laughs> we love them, right? right? 
Yeah. It's just the concept photos. I just... That's okay. I it's don't not, know where It's that, not a vibe. Like, what... I don't know what the team was thinking. The stylist... Well, again, I think, I mean, in the past two years since we've been doing the podcast together, I mean, how many comebacks have they had? You know, again, it's just... They've had two. Two? One. Why do I feel like this? No. Puzzle? Puzzle was... Wait, what? Sorry, hold on. No, Puzzle was the most recent, and then there was one... Before that, that. The Wave of Nine. Was that Puzzle? No, that was Screen. The Wave of Nine. Hold on. Why is this I not... feel like this is our third comeback. What is happening always... with my brain right now? Why are we so bad at this? <laughs> <laughs> Why is this so hard? Okay, hold on. Now we have to... The piece Get the of Googler. Nine. Okay, right. puzzle. The piece of nine. Right. The and then right. Rumination. No. Wave of nine. No. The scream. So you're right. This is our third. Right. <laughs> but I feel like did we not review rumination? I feel like we came in around rumination. We we talked about trauma. Okay. Yeah. So that was like our okay our first one. Right. And we, talked and we about... also talked about Savior. <laughs> so to oh, me, in my head, that was like another one. Right. <laughs> True. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, we've been talking about them for a hot minute. We have. I agree. Yeah. I feel like, you know, a lot of their styling happens to be suits or really nice outfits like that. Yeah. Um, And, you know, the Wave of Nine was definitely different. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> it was very bright, colorful, which is cool. And then the yeah. piece of nine, they went kind of went back to like, um, like secret service, right? You know, secret agents, secret agents, yeah, yeah, that kind of thing. But you know, we have to talk about this. This is not always about us, Kendra. <laughs> They have to placate to everybody just because we like certain styling. That does not mean everybody <laughs> likes that kind of styling that we like. I'm going to play devil's advocate and say that a lot of the same styling of suits and whatever can be boring. So it's okay to change it up. Like, yeah, you know, I get it. But what do you call the... What is this era? Sequence era. What would you call the styling? Grungy um, 2000s? I feel like it's definitely giving Y2K. <laughs> I feel like, but here's the thing, though. I feel yeah. like K-pop is in a Y2K era. Yeah, I know. There's like a weird movement happening. Yes. Yeah. I do agree with that. And they're not yeah. all styled that way, always. Like, at no. I don't know what event this is, but I can see sequence in the background. They're in nice right. outfits. Black yeah. Suits mm-hmm. and, or, you know, jackets. Yeah. But the concepts themselves, I just, it, it wasn't for me. Right. And I, I mean, did there's some... nothing, and the thing is, is, like, there's nothing wrong with it. No. It's just, like, not our vibe currently. My vibe. 
Like some yeah. of it's not bad, and some like some of the fearless is okay, and some of it's just like I don't know, it's just weird. Some of <laughs> some fantasy they were like very upset with some of this because they're like it looks like they literally just took from their own wardrobes and then went outside to the backyard and shot a bunch of images. It, it does is like <laughs> literally given very much like in one of the con- concepts I was like this is very much giving me like freshman's Russian college fraternity <laughs> right that's funny I could see that but yeah like it's just at one point outsiders came into my head correct <laughs> it's giving like very much yeah it's sort of like that I think it's, like, Y2K, like, that early college, like, young adulthood. True. Okay. It's fine. Do you know what I mean? Like, not everything has, I guess not everything has to be, like, something outlandish or whatever. It's very, like, college boyfriend. It's giving very much just college boyfriend. (laughs) Which is not a vibe I'm into at my big age. So. What did you say earlier? Innocent what? Innocent that was not sexy. about them. That was about <laughs> CIX. I think it could apply a little bit here. Slutty innocent. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, right? So I think, like, maybe they're trying to... And it's always, you know... This is also something else I do notice about K-pop. I think K-pop always wants to make their idols younger than they are. Yeah. So maybe they're thinking, wow, like some of our members like pushing 30. We need to like make people think that they're in their early 20s. I don't I know. I mean, some of them are. Yeah. It's not that unreasonable, but it just Correct. feels weird. I don't know. Like yeah. fucking Weeyoung eating a cupcake and wiping his mouth. Like Why? Why? <laughs> <laughs> As much as I love this man, I don't, I just, that was weird. Yeah. You know. Well, again, I think there's a uh, slight (laughs) disconnect for me. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, God. Again, I I think this goes to a bigger sort of like K-pop conversation of, we never want our idols to ever age. We kind of always them to hover around like, 20. Your first love, <laughs> you know, they're yeah. just like young and innocent. They know nothing. You know, they're that kind of like. Blocks. Correct. Correct. Uh, they do it with every single group. Yeah. No. SF9 is no different. You're not wrong. Yeah. It's, it's just very boy It's weird. Yeah. It's, this is like, this is your. High school, college sweetheart kind of thing back in the early 2000s. There you go. I've given you... <laughs> I've given you the concept. Approved. Yeah. Um, I had one last thought. Oh, Zuho and his comeback stages with his glasses and the styling of his hair. Mm-hmm. Very I'm nice. 100% there for, for it. Agreed. <laughs> okay. I was just dashing. thinking about that today. I know. I kept going, whoa. <laughs> like, 
what <laughs> glasses you know glasses. that meme on like twitter <laughs> where people are like it's just a boy with glasses i'm like yeah but those are some nice glasses right no he they looks look great super sharp on him and yeah i mean it looks like i need to go over there and be like um sir i need to retain you for my lawyer or something <laughs> <laughs> i thought you were gonna say something else i'm glad you ended up on lawyer okay <laughs> I wasn't trying, I was trying to keep it PG-13, I wasn't going... You were not, you were, it was never going to be PG-13, Kendra. I know how <laughs> your mind works. No, he looked great. Well done, stylist, I will tell you that. Yeah, I mean, there are stages, I think they're styled beautifully. Yeah. Like, even in the music video, they were styled really well. In, um, in songs, pants. Let's not panels. talk about. Please, let's not talk <laughs> like, about the pants. He was front and center. I was like, oh my I god, know. what? I know. <laughs> I know. Normally, but he that also makes... looks amazing. He does. So does Young Vin. He looks oh, great. Yeah, they all look really good. But I'm they all really look really good. Excited to see those two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Insung's pants, I just I can't. Normally, that would excite <sighs> me, but not. No. Remember one hose see through pants? Like no. No, Kendra, no. <laughs> that Keon had to wear out of a bet. Like You know I have a problem <laughs> with K-pop styling and ugly pants. Another unpopular opinion. I mean, they weren't they weren't great, but they weren't like atrocious either. Right. But yes, it's it's kind of like a infamous. <laughs> yes. Yes. I feel like InSong's fans can go into the infamy realm with it. It's It does not bother me that much. No? Just because, like, the sheer, it's not, like, if it was completely open, it would have been a different story. <laughs> like, uh, I again, I think it's going into this, like, early 2000s grunge, yes. so I'm like, whatever. Like, the destructed whatever. True. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. Listen. Like, I, I'm just over ugly jeans in general in K-pop. But uh-huh. every time I say that, something else comes up and I'm like, I'm just going to shut up about it. What did so. you call it? The double jorts? Oh, you know, I posted that thing on TikTok and some people got very upset by my did opinion. They? Yeah. I thought I saw that. What? Yeah. Why? Someone was basically like, you don't understand style. Uh, you're the queen of style. Are you fucking kidding me? I don't even care about that. They were just like, they were like, well, obviously you don't know who this designer is. And I'm like, listen, uh, people. I don't care. Who I do they not are. equate like expensive or designer right. clothing to things that I find are appealing yeah. and attractive. You go whatever. by what? looks good fits well and right. it's like flattering on someone correct <laughs> that's um, so funny people yeah. need to relax oh people got why very are you getting upset. up in arms and like i like yeah it's you're not fine. even the idol calm down <laughs> oh no people get very upset and it's uh, funny because i felt like i did it in a very light humorous I manner thought you did too yeah but people did not take it that way wow yeah so people are like you obviously don't know anything about fashion i'm like i don't but i fucking have eyeballs i wonder if they're like 12 because i'd be like and you do 
Uh, I don't know. They wrote a whole dissertation what? on the design. You can't even put that many comments on there. What did they do? A whole fucking string? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Now I'm going to have to go visit your Oh, no, because I deleted their comment because oh. they got, like, <laughs> they got weird. There was another person that wrote something, but they were kind of, like, not, like they were not rude about it. Right. <laughs> but someone else was literally, like you obviously know nothing about fashion. Like, that's what they wrote. And I was like, what? And then they, you know, they, like, it was, like, four or five separate, like, messages about the designer and blah, blah, blah. Dude, are you kidding me? I've seen some hideous fucking shit from some top-end, like, yeah, really but people don't, right. Well, that's the whole thing. Like, just because it's designer doesn't mean, right. to me, it's, like, Almost everything on looks the r- good. runway makes so. you want to vomit. Correct. So I don't know but what the fuck they're talking fine. about. I know. I was like, whatever. I was just like, <laughs> y- they were getting like kind of crazy. I was just like, I'm just going to delete all of your comments because <laughs> you are unhinged. That's, that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> like you could have a difference of opinion. That's cool. But, you know. <laughs> Let's not go crazy over a pair of pants. Right? Someone Fucking you don't even a know. a pair of shorts over a pair of pants. Come on. Which I'm not going to lie. Weeyoung is wearing a pair oh, is he? of shorts over, yeah, shorts Wait, over jeans. Where? I, I totally missed that. Oh, it's bad. Oh, gosh. I know. And the cut is not great, so... Hmm. I just pretend it's not there. <laughs> now I have to find it because that is. Oh, is it when they're wearing oh. dark clothing? It's it's on Music Bank. Oh, I haven't watched music. Oh no, I have. <laughs> and I don't like. There's a piece that so hangs from the back. It's just terrible. What? You know, I have to oh. view again. <laughs> don't make me go on another ugly pant rant. <laughs> PSA. <laughs> Wait, I don't see it. He has, he has like. Are you on, are you on. watching? Yeah, but do you uh, see what's on t- <laughs> the back side? <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> Wait, I'm so confused. <laughs> They're like juicy like drawers on top like of like court. Like a, I don't know what. It's only at the back. It's It's like terrible. they took the seam out of the middle. and I know. It's terrible. So that's why. Oh, my God. I need to slow this down. It's so lost. How? Damn it. Stop moving this, so fast. This is why I said I don't mind Insong's pants. It doesn't bother me that much. Well, I didn't know. I was not ever looking at Young as he spun around. I totally yeah. missed that. Yeah. I was too busy looking at Zuho. <laughs> uh, just look Sexy at Yu Tae clavicle. Yes. And that too. Yeah. There's there's yes. a lot going in, in here. Correct. I do like that. It's a lot wave. of distractions. At least with Weeyong's pants, they're like the same color, so it's not as noticeable. True. That is true. So yeah. From the front. It's <laughs> like so much going on. <laughs> From the front, it looks normal. No, it doesn't. The front does. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my god. But then he turns and you go, oh, hey, what's happening? Party in the back. <laughs> oh my 
my god. Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> we need to stop talking about this. <sighs> it's, it's so funny. The shit I'm discovering right now. I know. Bye. See, you always miss. You almost miss these things that I, I have to point them out to you. <sighs> well, Anyways. the stages are so busy. It's hard to even catch anything. Right. Yeah. Well, then they have like fireworks going on right? in the back. Like, yeah. Well, and the fucking camera going zoom, zoom, zoom. Right. <laughs> what? Yeah. 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 All right, moving on. <laughs> moving on. <laughs> to Itzy. Mm-hmm. So, um, I don't know if we've really talked about Itzy in a while on here. <laughs> I don't think I've ever talked about Itzy. Oh, you haven't? Okay. It's been since, so. like, episode seven. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Something like that. Um, <clears throat> so I've been following Etsy loosely, obviously, um, with all their comebacks. I always check out their mm-hmm. music. Yeah. I always like seeing what JYP's doing. Up to. His yeah. ladies. Of um, course. <laughs> also, I do. Not what JYP the person, the company. Oh, yeah, no, like. Yes, <laughs> the entertainment <laughs> company. <laughs> Not the human, that's gross. <laughs> uh, I do think they are very talented ladies. Um, yes. So, however, their their music never quite does it for me over the years. Mm-hmm. So, But I still will always give them a listen to see what's going on. Right. Um, like, Mafia really struck with me. I really loved that song. And there's some other song off the album I liked. So mm-hmm. every once in a while, I do find, you know, some bops from them that I enjoy. And I will root for them as well, you know? Mm-hmm. Because, uh, is that Leah, I think, is on a health break? Yes, she's on a hiatus. Correct. And I think before that wasn't Che. I uh, don't know how to say their names. Che Jung. Wasn't she mm-hmm. on a hiatus at some point too? You know. I. I think. Don't remember. I've only started following them like with, in the, past couple of couple of months. Okay. I thought she went on a health hiatus as well at some point. Maybe. Um, in the last few years. Mm-hmm. Let me see. Anyway, obviously, they work really hard. They are always doing comebacks or going to shows, working mm-hmm. their asses Touring. off. Touring. Yeah. 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 Um, I have mad respect for them, for sure. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure she went on hiatus. I just don't know when. <laughs> Sorry. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so... I wanted to talk about this one in particular, just because we talk a lot of boy groups around here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is like my personal bias. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure I've said it multiple times on here, but if you're new, I favor the boy groups just because sonically, boy group music just hits better for me. Um, mm-hmm. Girl groups tend to be a little too high high-pitched, high-frequency, so it kind of, like, stresses my ears out. I know mm-hmm. it sounds dumb. <laughs> Obviously, I listen to girl groups, too. Like, right. it's just, um, I guess I'm more selective. Mm-hmm. So, but I do feel like, um, 
Untouchable was a surprising title track for me. Mm-hmm. I didn't really like Born to Be when that came out first. Mm-hmm. It was a little too out there, like a little too, too much energy. <laughs> I don't know. I'm weird. Um, but yeah, I'm Untouchable was a very nice balance for me. Okay, if that, if that makes sense. Musically, vocally. In your range. Yeah, like very well-rounded, balanced Mm -hmm. is how I say it. Like Mm -hmm. sometimes if you take a bunch of instruments and you put them all in the higher frequencies and then you have female voices that are naturally higher and you Mm -hmm. have them all in the same frequency for so long, Mm -hmm. it becomes um, stressful in everybody's ears, period. Mm -hmm. Like It's like scientifically a thing. Mm-hmm. So when you mix music, you want to have lows and medium or mids and then the treble. You want mm-hmm. a good balance. So I feel like this song has that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Long story short. Um, do I think the music video is revolutionary? Not necessarily. <laughs> but I do think um, all the styling's nice. Mm-hmm. I think it goes well with the song, too. Right. Um, do you have any thoughts? Do you want to talk about mostly, like, the music video? Or do you want to talk about... You can just talk about the whole... The sound, we'll just the talk about the whole and, shebang. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't follow them. Their music is sort of... Uh, it doesn't always hit for me. Like I'll, I don't, I don't think I've ever like fallen in love with one of their albums. Like I'll listen to it on a playlist, but I don't mm-hmm. like spend a. I also have not spent a lot of time like digging into them. Um, for me, Untouchables, fine. It's a nice song, but I feel like it's um. I I don't know, it's a bit generic for me. Yeah. But I also don't know what their sound is. Because I feel like... I think maybe this is sort of like where a lot of girl groups to me sound very similar. Yes. Um, so that's why I don't really know what their sound is. Like, I really like Mafia. And I think that's the last song I really liked of theirs. Um, but yeah, it's fine. I don't dislike it. But I'm not, like, wowed by it. The music yeah. video is very pretty because they're they're a very attractive group. Obviously, really, really talented. Um, you know, the styling is pretty. Everything is very pretty. There, yeah. You know, I don't know how else to describe it. There's <laughs> nothing. There's nothing groundbreaking for me. Right. Do you know what I mean? In terms of anything, like, I think their synchronization is amazing. I think the makeup, the hair... Um, and the styling is really, really pretty. I think it's very cohesive, but honestly, I feel like I feel like that with a lot of girl group music videos. Yeah. So, yeah. It's, I have a hard time with the girl groups. It's just a lot of it just feels not campy, but just like you said, not original. 
Mm-hmm. And I would say that this video falls very much in that realm, in that mm-hmm. the choreography is not bad. There's parts that I don't like as much. It's just like, mm-hmm. there's like a series of way too much arms going on. Right. Um, you know, I don't know. I feel like these girls are so gorgeous. Like, they're really, really, really pretty. Mm-hmm. But the... I don't know. I feel like the company could do more for them. In terms of what? Everything. <laughs> Choreography, originality, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like these girls are more than just like wiggling their hips and flinging their hands around. Mm-hmm. Like I know um, Yeji is a really good dancer. So is Yujin and well, they mm-hmm. all are. But, like, I just feel like they're not being utilized quite as much as they could be. Mm Mm-hmm. But I know I've seen enough on Twitter that it seems like a lot of people feel like they're not getting the attention from the company that they deserve. Um, That they're kind of getting put on the back burner when the new groups are coming out. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. Like, for instance, the whole CGI thing in mm-hmm. this music video. Sorry, just pivot. <laughs> Pivoted. Um, when they literally, like, look them in the helmet and then they all explode. Mm-hmm. I hate, absolutely hate, that the first dance move they go to do is put their arms, like, like the chicken, like, behind their head. I don't mm-hmm. know. They, like, start flapping them. <laughs> It's just okay. so weird to me. I'm like, this is such a dynamic part of the song. Uh-huh. You know, like, all this commotion, there's fire everywhere, and these girls are right. kicking ass with just their looks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I don't know. To me, it feels like they're doing them a disfavor, but that right. was just me, personally. <laughs> um, I did add this song to my playlist, so I do really like it. Uh-huh. It's a song. Um, I actually like Mr. Vampire a lot more. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you got to listen to any I, others. I only list. I only listened to it once, and not like fully paying attention because it was like literally when it was like at work. Yeah. So as a ten song album, I because I only listened to it once while working. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was not into it. They're, all the members have a solo song, which I think is cool. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I didn't feel like any song did any member justice, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. It was just very generic, very run-of-the-mill. So, for me, Untouchable and Mr. Vampire was the best out of the album. Mm-hmm. And Mr. Vampire in itself is such a different vibe. Right. That I actually think that's my favorite. It has, like, Mm -hmm. a a harp kind of sound, like a Mm -hmm. harp melody. It's just really cool. Right. So. Which is also kind of interesting because oftentimes my favorite songs on an album is not the title track. Because I feel like for title tracks, they really look for sort of, like, different indicators, right? I think they want something that, that presents, like, very dynamic visually they want something that like 
that have like nice choreography that could be paired with it right upbeat catchy right but again but then but i think this is also sort of like the pitfalls of like k-pop because everyone at the end of the day always do the same things so they tend to pick songs that have like the same sort of yeah. like factors that makes them more attractive as title tracks when honestly i get it because it's kind of you know sometimes i have to like realize k-pop is very different k-pop is very like it's very formula driven right and k-pop is also very performance driven they will never actually pick a song that's like an amazing song that cannot be really paired with choreography well like that would just never happen in k-pop right because part of like a huge part of k-pop is the choreography is the performance part of it so that's why like a lot of title tracks it's sort of very mid for me because i think that's also what makes them very generic in a lot of ways because they're all looking for the same it's all coming stemming from like the same place it's the same formula so there's always a lot of similarities in title tracks that makes me just like they just don't truly stand out for me i would agree with that there's definitely something going on for what they're looking for in a title track. And it's funny because you'll hear of like uh, groups fighting for a certain title track and the company will be like, no, no, we want this is the title track. Correct. So obviously there's something they're looking for. They're looking for commercial, commercial ability, which yeah. that does not mean it's the best song. Right. Yeah. I agree with that. So for for me, actually, I have a question. So I was talking to um, a listener about, because I know she was at Itzy. She follows Itzy and stuff. So I had asked her if there's anything she'd like us to talk about. Um, but what do you think about... Um, this new kind of trend of releasing multiple songs and videos before the title track even drops. Like, do you think that's (laughs) to their advantage or disadvantage? I, I, it's really kind of interesting because I don't think it's about advantage or disadvantage is that like, K-pop is very much like follow the leader. Mm. K-pop is very much like when somebody does something, other people tend to like. I think K-pop is very trendy. Maybe follow the leader is not the word. I think K-pop is very trendy. Like band That like one, correct. When one group or one company does something i think other companies follow suit i think this is represented in styling and a lot of times i think this is also represented in how people release music or release albums i agree with that so actually it's funny because she her name's penny (laughs) but penny also said um like she's talking about the psychological phenomenon of like increasing popularity 
also called the bandwagon effect. Right. And I think you're right on that. <clears throat> you know, for instance, BTS starts releasing one or two or three songs of the album with music videos before their title track and album drops. Well, BTS has so much momentum and such a, they're such a figurehead that other companies are probably going to take note and start thinking about doing that. Right. So I do agree. I'm just wondering. It's weird. It's because you're you're kind of like creating hype by doing right. that. But right. I also feel like you're taking away from the momentum of the actual comeback. Because your focus has been spread all over. And now we're trying I, I to mean, get three I think songs it's... to chart. Right. You know, I don't know. I think it's also... It's hard because I feel like K-pop, at a certain point, has to... K-pop itself has to evolve. So the way they do business, the way they um, create content, the way they create touch points have to change, right? They have to evolve. They have to do different things. So is this just another way that like the marketing of K-pop is just evolving? Is this just like evolution of K-pop because it can't stay stagnant because everyone's looking for an edge, right? So everyone wants to stand out. People want to make a mark. People want to be quote unquote trailblazer. But how do you do that? You can't do that when you're doing what everybody else is doing. So you have to come up with different ways of promotion, different you know, more touch points, you have to create more demand, you have to create more um, influence. And is this just their way of saying, okay, instead of just like off of an album, instead of releasing like one music video, you know, will the fans become more engaged? Will the fans become more invested if we do more music videos? Would they feel like they're getting more for their money right do what they feel like you know you're getting more payback for your investment it's, it's interesting i used to always be like ah oh, if we could only have like a second music video right <laughs> you know especially when you get those really nice b-sides you know like it'd be so Correct. nice and every right. once in a blue moon you got thrown that bone maybe you'll get like right. a live version right or whatever um yeah so it's just funny to then now get maybe two or three before correct you know well it's know. no different than like now groups are releasing multiple title tracks right yeah and i don't know if this is also to prolong their promotion Right? Because if you only release one song, you can only promote it for so long. But if you release right. multiple title tracks, then you have the option of promoting longer. You could promote the album for longer, which means that, you know, there's a better chance of charting for longer or selling more albums. Yeah, it could be. I mean, it Listen, definitely everything. Uh, I mean, I really I'm a firm believer that everything in K-pop has a return on their investment. K-pop companies are not just throwing out music videos right. out of the goodness of their heart <laughs> because these no. music videos are not cheap. They're measuring these against something. They're definitely getting money in return. 
they're not just doing this because they're like, we'll throw the phantom a bone. I, I really don't think they're doing that. I think they're doing this in order to get more, you know, it's like saying, you know, this is the perfect example, right? You release one music video, you get, let's say, <clears throat> 10 million views in the first week. But if you release three music videos and they each get 10 million views, you know, that also leverages your view count, your social media engagement. You know, those are marketable, those are marketable things that you could monetize on. Yeah. There's always money attached to everything. K-pop companies do. That's true. I don't believe for a second that they're doing this with with no measurable return on their investment. No, I'm sure you're right. That's a good point. And if you're running ads and stuff Go or around. whatever to make money off your YouTube. Yeah. More views, more money. Exactly. It's true. From a fan's point, it's a little weird. But I guess I get it both ways. So, you know, if you love this group and they're dropping more than one, then that's great, right? Right. I just feel like the What's, momentum. There's no downside. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. For them, maybe it's to build momentum. Maybe it's like yeah. they feel like releasing these B sides will really give you a a more tangible connection to the album. And honestly, maybe people real, maybe companies are finally realizing like maybe the title tracks are not always the most popular or the most beloved songs on an album. Right. True, maybe. You mean they might be listening to the fans? <laughs> Only when there's money attached to it. <laughs> I'm also wondering if like if they do multiple releases or whatever songs at different times i'm wondering if that comes with different fan call events and stuff like that too maybe i don't know how that works very possible like if you drop the album promote the title track and then three weeks later you drop the other or you do another song and you promote right. it. i'm pretty sure like gravity's done that yeah i've i a lot of companies have done that because I feel like there's times where I see stuff across my timeline. I'm like, there's still calls. Like that thing was released like eight weeks ago. Yeah. But it'll be, you know, some special release or whatever. Yeah. It's all very possible. Well, and there's there's so many companies out there that do um, calls and everything. Yeah. There's so many. It's insane. Well, and I think this is part of it. Like, you know, it also depends on how much content they're pushing out because, you know, like they want to stay relevant. So True. they have to have content, you know, either the company pays for content or the company pays for a music video. It's money out of their pocket, but they have to provide content. That's how people lose relevancy. You know, K-pop is so competitive. And I think part of it is, is that K-pop companies realize that the bulk of the buying power resides outside of Korea. So they have to create content for other fans that's easily, you know, that's easy for people to access. So providing music videos or digital content is the best way to engage 
to broaden the reach and to increase your fandom. So the more content you have, you know, when you do searches on YouTube or Google searches, you know, the more content you have, the fresher it is. It pushes all of your searches to the top. So I think it's it's a marketing tool that they're using to sort of like add another layer of engagement. Yeah. I think you're right. And, you know, it's nice for people to be like, oh, we should buy this album because, you know, like now there's like three music videos. I think there's also this perceived like um, you're getting more for your money, right? Like you used to only get one music video. Now you're getting two or three. You used to get one total track with one promotion. Now you're getting like multiple weeks of promotion. You know, you feel like it's almost like, wow, I'm getting so much more from my <laughs> idols. Yeah. That could be a slippery slope in the grand scheme. <laughs> Everything's a slippery slope in K-pop. Yeah. That is true. You know, like, K-pop is a very, K-pop is extremely trendy. So I think that's why it's also kind of interesting, you know, you kind of like, you know, and we've talked about this even in like styling cycles where, you know, around the same time, a lot of like concept photos look the same. The styling kind of look the same. The designs are looking similar, even to a certain extent, like songs sound similar because they're it's very cyclical and very trendy. Yeah. Now that all makes sense. I mean, you can see it firsthand. Right. So is there anything else about Itzy's comeback? Um, no, but I love Yaji with the orange hair. <laughs> she she rocks that very, very well. Yeah. She, yeah. It's she looks stunning. That particular, yeah, that particular tone of orange that shade of orange is gorgeous on her it's funny because i rarely see her with any other color i know sometimes it might be like a, a darker orange sometimes it's right. red but yeah. yeah she looks gorgeous in that tone yeah it's beautiful i also was very surprised to see ryujin with pink hair the soft pink yeah yeah i don't think i've in my viewing of Itzy timeline, mm -hmm. I don't think I've ever seen her have pink yeah. hair. So she the soft really pink pretty. is really beautiful. Yeah. yeah, that rosy pink, beautiful. No, I'm telling, the styling is really well done. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, I agree. Like I said, they're all very, very gorgeous. Oh, so beautiful. All right, so we talk about CIX. Sure. What would you like to talk about, my friend? <laughs> what do you mean? We're going to talk about the, the AI weirdness. Fucking weird. Uh. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel, Kendra. <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how to feel. Like, I don't, I guess I don't really understand. Um, I guess in some regards, using AI for the language part 
is a cool tool because then they can reach out to many different cultures of their fans, you know, but it's also just weird. <laughs> also, to clarify, many people thought the members themselves were AI generated. That's, as far as I know, that's not correct. It's literally them. But if you look at their mouths with the language, it doesn't always match. Uh, just, I don't even know where to start with this. I, also, um... <laughs> why are they British? <laughs> why is the AI British? I think this is... I'm, I'm very confused by this take, right? Because... I understand, like, the speaking different languages is, like, your way of engaging mm -hmm. your fans. But why couldn't just the real humans say them? Right. Well, because it's hard to speak. Because I think they did a whole bunch, right? Yeah, they did, like a, like, a ton of languages. But there are five members. They didn't have to all do all the languages. They could have... Yeah. I think this is where I have this huge problem with it, <laughs> is, is that humans are not perfect. True. These, all these idols are Korean. I know that. We know that. If they say anything with an accent, to me, it's so much better than a computer-generated voice put on their bodies. Like... You're basically saying by doing this to me is, is that like you have to have perfection and that is not it's not reality. And if you're going to do this with her voices, just like in a promo, like what's going to prevent you from like doing this on a song or eh. any of that? Yeah. Ew. Yeah, I don't like that. But why, like, what did you think of this? Like, what is your take on this? Uh, it's weird. So, first of all, I have to, like, I wanted to listen to another one. Because I thought they all kind of sounded the same. So, I heard BX first. Mm-hmm. And then when I just listened to Beijing Young, I thought they mm -hmm. sounded very much the same. Which then well, I was they're like, supposed Wait. to take their own voice. Like the AI was supposed to take their voice and yeah. mimic what their voices, what their true voices, would sound like in these different languages. Huh? Yeah. I mean, Xiangyun sounds and, different. And I actually, I think these are actually AI-generated images. I did not think these were the real humans i thought they were the real humans and okay. there were other people who thought they were the real humans but honestly i thought bx said it on like a oh, really? live that it's ai generated could be wrong because i'm not fully in their fandom uh honestly i don't know on that part. Image-wise, I'm not sure. Vocally, yes. 
Right. So it's like, I think as a concept, it's interesting. Concept meaning like this AI part, little AI videos with the AI um, kind of robotic-esque concept photos they did. That's cool. That's interesting. I can give that, you know, but as you said, when you start mixing in, like, well, um, let's make the whole thing AI. And you know my thoughts on AI groups. I'm not a fan. (laughs) Right. Um, I think that's complete crap. But, you know, some of those AI groups do have real true fans that go and watch them live, which blows my mind because I don't understand. (laughs) Right. You know, right. like, I just don't get it. But if you like the music, I guess I get it. Right. So as, like, for me, K-pop will always be humans. And I think what makes K-pop so astounding and so amazing is that it's humans that are almost near perfect, right? Like, their their music's perfect, their dancing's perfect, their visuals are stunning, you know what I mean? I feel like that's what makes K-pop K-pop. So if you start making everything AI, then I... I yeah, but that, that's me, what makes music music, right? True. It doesn't just, like, it transcends K-pop. Like, so now that we have everyone's voice on this whole entire planet, like... Right. So anyone could be a singer. Anyone could be a performer. Like, what do we actually need people for then? That's a good question, but I feel like the performing arts will always want authentic. Most we people. do. We do. I know. We do. <laughs> Not everyone's gonna want that. Right. Um, so. Yeah, we talked about that in another episode. Yeah. It's a gray area, I think. In this, in this way, I'm okay with these briefings, whatever. I think it's interesting. I just don't know if AI in general is like. I'm pretty against AI. <laughs> like, even in I, the workplace. Right. I do not find these. Like, this is a huge miss for me. It's weird. It's a huge miss for me. It's just weird. It's unsettling. Again. But here's the thing, though. If you're going to do this as your promotional route, like, what is preventing you from using AI voices in their music or in their production or any of that? Like, what's to... Do you know what I mean? Like, as is, there's so much auto-tune and Photoshop and, you know, there's all sorts of things that we're already using to alter, like, these real humans, right, to make them even more perfect. But, like, that's why it's such a miss for me. And, again, I don't know how... It might be just a super unpopular opinion. Maybe everybody's loving it. But, like, I, I don't I don't understand what is, like, what is the upside to this? Like, is your upside to appeal to all these people? But you're tricking them, right? It's, it's fraudulent. <laughs> I, I don't they're, know. They're, it's not the idol saying, speaking your language. For me, as a person who... Yeah. Learned another language as a person who does not speak Korean, who understand K-pop is mostly Korean speakers that try to like engage like there's 
like for me one of the things like it's you want to engage with the people like so now you're basically is projecting this image of a person of a real person but nothing about it is actually real or authentic yeah like what is good about that like as as a like as a fan that speaks one of these languages like you're just like oh robot bx is talking to me like it's not bx talking to me it's a computer mimicking bx talking to me like i don't know like for me it's just i that's not what i want i think and it looks like a lot of other people on like a hummens think that it's just part of the concept Because it's literally called, their comeback is called Zero or One, which is literally computer, like, data. No, I know. Yeah. So, if they were to do this in just regards to sticking to the concept, it's creepy. It's weird. And like you said, it is on. But they didn't need to go, like, I was, as I said, I was perfectly fine with their concept photos where, you know, it had pieces of, like, mechanisms on them. Right. So that made sense. But to go full AI. <laughs> but you have to understand, that's, like, really hot technology right now. It's everywhere. I see advertisements just because for it's it hot, everywhere. Yep. Just because it's hot, it doesn't mean that it should be used everywhere. No, I totally agree. I feel like... I feel like it can be used as a tool to help, which I'm okay. I'm okay with, but if you're using it as a substitute, then it's a fake. It's not real. So. But where do you draw the line? Yeah. Where do like, you draw the line? Like for instance, if I make art using AI and then I go, right. you can't sell it because it's not really my art. You know, there's a weird gray area there. So, I think I especially know. in the performing arts, yeah. this is where I really have an issue. I think there's a lot of applications for AI that could really advance humanity. But the performing arts, what really makes the performing arts really incredible and in any people. sort of craft yes. is the people, right? Yes. Yep. Is that people are so passionate or so talented or they train so hard right. to get so good but there's also a human element. But, like, this is what I'm saying. Like, so why is the future of K-pop, like, AI, like, why even have why even have auditions and members? They could just create perfect groups that are perfect visuals, perfect performers, you know, perfect in every aspect. And do it with AI and save so much money. Like, this is why something like this, it's kind of like, it... it it does not sit well with me because, again, this also means, like, are you going to be using AI voices going I mean, forward? maybe. One day. I hope they don't. I'm not interested in that at all. But what's... who? Wh- who's going to stop them? I mean, and- they're already doing it now. 
Well, I understand the that they're AI doing groups. that with AI groups, but will they yeah. will they get to a point where they'll do that with existing human members of groups? Who's going to tell them no? Who's going to stop guess, them? Would it be any different than having a backing track being played and you're just lip syncing? Yeah, but at least at the end of the day, it is somebody's real voice. Somebody yeah. had to practice and try to hit a certain note or follow right. a certain tempo versus someone behind a computer writing code to make it so perfect or to give somebody, you know, a range that they will never be able to hit so perfectly. Yeah. Or their voices will never crack. Their, per- their voices <laughs> will always be perfect. That there will be no... Like, their voices will be exactly the same no matter how many, you know, how many different ways it's performed. Like, this is why, to me, like, it's completely unnecessary. Part of what really makes perform... The only thing, really the only thing that makes performance art amazing are the actual humans that are doing it in anything in life. Yeah, I agree. We're on the same page. (laughs) I'm just saying in this respect, I'm not as disturbed as I you are. about it. But because I, I, think I totally agree with you. This is, I think this set a bad precedent. This is why I feel like stuff like this, it's like, you know, you're kind of like getting into new territory, but there's no, there's no boundaries. There's no rules. Because now you could pretty much do anything. I guess we'll see. Because this might come and go and never become a thing. Right. We'll have to see. I mean, people might think this is cutting edge. But I just think in something like the performing arts, it just like for me, like this is just the wrong application of it. Some people think it's creepy, but also are excited to hear them speak their language. But the members could speak their language. There is not one language on this earth that someone else cannot learn how to speak, no matter how difficult. Yeah, I agree. Taking a shortcut like this, (laughs) it's not a good thing. It's fraudulent. That's how I feel about it. Yeah. I don't know. To me, i rather hear someone who tried to speak my language. And Chinese, you know, Chinese is a hard language to learn. Right. When people try to, even like K-pop idols, right. I see those all the time. <laughs> yeah. To me, that is so endearing because they care enough to actually try to learn. Yeah, that's true. It's like, you know, it's kind of like I think about this sometimes. It's like, oh my gosh, like if I go to another country, instead of like trying to learn some words, I just use a translator and just like, they're there's an insincerity that's associated with it which you know but in this instance it's like for me it's like do people only accept perfection (laughs) like if if as a chinese person when an idol is not speaking perfect chinese which 
Most Korean idols do not speak perfect Chinese. I'm not like, oh my God, that sounds terrible. I'm always so tickled, like, oh my God, they're trying. Like, right. to me, that is so more, much more valuable than hearing a computer speaking perfect Chinese. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Because no matter what, you can tell it's not them. Right. First of all, why do some of them have British accents when they're speaking English? I don't know. I don't know. And then some don't. Like, it was just really know. weird. It's just weird. It's weird. I know. I know. I mean, unless they're I am. <laughs> right. <laughs> the, I mean, it's just, yeah, I just, I do not care for, I don't, I do not care for this marketing employee. Yeah. You know, again, like, people could feel differently about it, but. I feel like I, a yeah. lot of people are confused and weirded out by it. I'm weirded out by it. <laughs> yeah. They tried, but they really probably shouldn't. This is just one area. No, they didn't try. But well, they didn't. No. What I did mean, they, they try? They tried something different. I've never seen an idol group do that. What? So they Make thought, AI of yeah. their members? I hope never to see it again. <laughs> I am going to tell you, with the way technology is going, I will not be surprised if we start seeing more and more shenanigans. Oh, I have no doubt, but I don't have to like it. Yeah, <laughs> I will well, always I be vocal about I'm it. I'm just saying they tried something right. new. It is new, technically, even though we don't like it. It is something new. Mm-hmm. And I hope this is it. <laughs> this is one yeah. and done. <laughs> you know, I hope this you know, is just for a concept me, thing and they move on. Right. But for me, it's like, yes, they try to be, like, do something great, like, but it's done it's in a great. way that's very... <laughs> well, because, like, I think being able to converse, say, one or two sentences in somebody's native tongue is really great, Right. But yeah. to do it in this very impersonal way, I think it was such a miss. If they would have just had the five guys each, like, learn f- five simple phrases in five different languages, that would have went so much further for me. Yeah. I agree. And I would have been perfectly fine if they, like, had an accent. You know, it's really no different than, like, every you know, K-pop show we've been to, like, every idols has tried to speak English. Most of them do not speak perfect English, but the way they try, it's really heartwarming because that shows sincerity. And that's what I really want, you know? It's like, yes, I understand that people want to hear something from their favorite idol in their language, but it's not coming from your idol. It is coming from a computer. And I think this is why I don't like this, is that now people can't distinguish the human from the robot version of the human. Which really just makes the human kind of like, you know, what's the point? (laughs) Well, I'm going to segue that into the next thing. Okay. (laughs) Since we only have 20 minutes. Uh, the K-pop law. Okay, maybe I'm not really segueing this, but... <laughs> the new K-pop law that they're gonna... They're thinking about passing. Um, 
Let me fucking pull it up, sorry. I had it open. But basically they're saying that the companies need to be more, how, how did they say it? It's supposed to protect rights of the K-pop idols to prevent forced weight loss or plastic surgery. Mm -hmm. Or, like, mental issues that may arise because of that. Right. Um, so, if we keep not doing robots, because robots, it wouldn't matter, right? (laughs) Correct. This law would be irrelevant. (laughs) Right. Um, but yeah, I thought that's very interesting. (laughs) I don't know if I'm 100% sure it's gonna do anything i guess i feel pretty pessimistic what are your thoughts i'm just trying to like read this because i'm just rereading this it is kind of confusing because it says so it's in it's in it's only in seoul so this is not nationwide in korea so it's the seoul metropolitan council stated on january 11th that um the proposed ordinance on the protection and support of the rights of youth, cultural, and artistic persons in Seoul. This proposal was approved during their 321st regular session in December 2023. So they did note that like 83% of all entertainment agencies in Korea are based in Seoul. So this really does cover, you know, a large portion so it says the new law so it is law you were correct the new law aims to prevent physical and mental health issues among young trainees like being forced to lose weight or undergo cosmetic procedures it includes measures like psychological exams and counseling to help with these issues um it's an interesting law but i don't really know how this is going to be enforced right I agree. So, um... That's why I'm saying it's it's a good start. It's yes, a good initiative. I, agree. I just don't know how effective it's going to be. Because, like you said... Right. Are they going to come check in on how many groups were there? Or how many? There were, 3, like, 000, over 3,000 yeah, agencies. Yeah, like, almost 4,000 agencies. You're going to go to every single right. one and monitor the weight right treatment. well and also i feel like this is not like i i feel like this is not something that agencies are doing this in broad daylight completely right. transparent right. i yeah. think this is a lot of suggestions a lot of control but you know Again, I think it's nice on paper. The practical applications for me, it's like TBD because it's this self-governing. Is this just something like, oh, listen, you know, entertainment agency X, we have this law, so you better follow it. Like, who's really going to enforce it? Who's going to be watching over it? What is like the reporting? What is you know there's so many what questions. is any of that like right. nothing nothing was like broken down or prepared correct <laughs> and it is sort of vague it was just yeah. like oh to basically prevent anything that prevents you from like having 
psychological or mental trauma. Well, there are so many things that could, you know, cause mental trauma. I think making, you know, teenagers compete amongst each other yeah. causes mental trauma, not just from like the extreme dieting and the forced plastic surgery or, you know, even just like, you know, evaluating them on a weekly basis or the intense practice of choreography, you know, all of those things, these packed schedules and, you know, demanding like times, just commitments and all of those things could cause mental trauma. You know, there's also no such things as like maximum hours of work. There's no (laughs) such thing as like, you know, I think it's a good starting point, but, you know, I would like to see the more sort of practical applications of it. I think for me, there should be some sort of like labor loss (laughs) for K-pop idols or, but, you know, then I just feel like there's so many loopholes that entertainment companies could, you know, get around. Yeah, it's... obviously a complex issue right and it's an issue that needs to be addressed because we do know that you know the mental stress and just overall stress of being an idol or a trainee is extreme and it does have long lasting physical mental emotional you know stress and again when idols and companies are recruiting younger and younger members and younger and younger people you know a lot of times their parents are not around like who's actually watching out for their well-being i was thinking of that earlier reading this like if you have a 12 year old as a trainee you as a company are technically their parent you're like their um, guardian right correct which means you're um in charge of their health their food lodging all that stuff Mm -hmm. so it's just really interesting that a company can be the one who's in charge of that. Like, right. maybe they need to have, like, a liaison or something. Like, a third party right. between the two. I don't know. It's weird. I was reading the article. Um, They're talking about this insider entertainment and industry yeah. insider and, like, how... Um, visual appeal is just as important as singing talent. Of course. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then, you know, it gets down to the point where the counselor, Kim Gunam. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't understand what they were trying to say. Because at one point, it's like, basically saying the K-pop phenomenon, the global K-pop phenomenon. Mm-hmm. Um means it says the challenges and uncertainties faced by young trainees until they Mm -hmm. become prominent figures in the idol industry are fundamentally the responsibility of the individual trainees Mm -hmm. how if you're 15 let's say you're even 18 and you're under not like when you're a trainee you're literally sometimes like 11, 12 years old you're literally a child even if you're child or technical adult you are still under the control of the agency right so if the agency says you do not go to bed until you get this choreography down 
right. you're going to do that, right? So that's why I, that, I feel like that counselor is kind of contradicting the whole fucking law by saying it's the responsibility of the individual trainees. Right, but I think part of this is that it is the responsibility of the individual trainees, but sometimes the management companies are probably much more involved and more forceful. Yes. And now now there's a law backing the <laughs> trainees, right? That's yeah. what he's basically saying. It's basically saying that if a company says to you, you have to go get double eyelid surgery and a nose job, you could at this point say, well, no, I don't have to because there's a law that says I don't have to. Because prior to that, you can't even say that. So is this practical? No. Is this really going to make a change? I don't really know because, again, I don't know. If, you know, I'll give you a perfect exa example. Somebody could say, oh, so-and-so idol. If you really want a debut, it would be so much nicer if your teeth was perfect and, you know, your cheekbones were higher and your nose was narrower, right? Because they didn't say, hey, you need to go get a nose job. You right. need to go get, you know, fillers. You need to go get teeth. So because somebody didn't say to you, you have to, they just merely said, well, if you really want to debut, this is what you could do so they didn't do anything illegal right because they didn't force you they only made suggestions but as a trainee that you've been training in you only your only goal is to debut right and someone says to you well you know if you do x y and z and lose 15 pounds you could debut in two years are you not gonna do it because you I'm know saying. if you say, well, no, if I don't want to do it, they're just going to kick me out of the kick right. me out of the company. That's what I'm saying. The company has a lot of power. The company will always have all the power. And the problem is, is that as K-pop get bigger and people see how K-pop is getting bigger, people see that as a future and it's going to be more and more competitive and more and the companies are will always be predatory. Yep. I agree. And honestly, parents will start seeing this as a future for their families. You know, parents will also participate in some of these decisions that are made not for the benefit of a trainee. They'll look at it as like, but I'm investing not just in your future, but if when you become really, really big and you become a millionaire, the whole, you know, mom and dad could live off of you. Our whole family could live off of you. You could buy us a car. We don't have to work anymore. You could buy us a house. You could provide stability. Therefore, wouldn't you want to not just do this for you? Wouldn't you want to do this for your family? Right. It's a lot of pressure. Oh, it's so much pressure. The whole entire K-pop, like, industry is so toxic and terrible but you know it has to start somewhere because nothing regulates it nothing regulates the k-pop industry there's no. nobody's like 
gov- the governments are not doing inspections. Child welfare is not just dropping into like <laughs> any of these companies no. to see whether or not a 10-year-old is getting proper nutrition. Nope. So, I don't know. It's a start. That's all I could say. Yeah, I agree with that. And I don't know, maybe maybe by passing a law, it would force companies to think differently or be more mindful. But, you know, at the end of the day, K-pop, K-pop is an image-driven industry. This is why there are no ugly idols. Right. Well, yeah. This is why everyone is attractive. That and the society as a whole is very correct. Into you know Image their beauty. Driven. Yeah. Yeah. And I could say I I could say this like fully believing that like ninety five percent of all idols have had some sort of work done on their face. Oh yeah. I could believe that. They're not all born like that beautiful that is just money (laughs) it's just money and like people are not not going to you know if the barrier between you and making it big is you know a nose job or chin implant or whatever people are not not gonna do it and people will not feel like they were forced to do it because there is an option. You could leave, but can you really leave? Right. right? Yeah. I think there's much bigger issues about the industry. But I think those are much tougher things to enforce and tackle because this is sort of like not going directly against the industry, right? Because this is more like, oh, we're protecting the idol. Like, the government need to crack down on the industry's bad practices. Yeah. But they're not going to do that no. because the, the, industry the makes... government's making too much money. Right. Exactly. They have too much power. Yep. Because for every act of idol now, there's probably a hundred people that want that could come in and replace them i'm sure yeah i think that's why the dynamic will always be not in the idol's favor it will never be in their favor no never no and there will always be leverage and others to replace them correct and female idols and the female idols will definitely have a much harder time than the male idols. Uh, 100%. It's sad yeah. to say that, but they're held to such a different standard. Korea is also an incredibly sexist country. <laughs> I think yeah. a lot of people really have this romantic notion because it's like right. they've watched too many K-dramas. But, like, K-dramas are not real life. No. Korea is a very conservative, very, it's definitely not female-friendly. No. In many ways. If you watch K-dramas, you would see that a good majority of, like, side characters and randos are really fucking not good. 
Yeah, but they you know don't I mean? see that. They see the male lead <laughs> that is like loving and caring and rich and handsome and tall and that's the all they see. The male lead is like one in a million. I'm sure <laughs> there's a male lead real. out there. There might be one human out there who's pretty good, right? But right. it's not going to yeah. be every you know Everybody. five people yeah. you see. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But, you know, this plays into just how, again, how um, female idols are especially scrutinized. They're just, the beauty standards are insane. Even for male idols, it's insane. Like, it's really, like, unless you're really blessed by the gods, that you were born with perfect skin, <laughs> plump lips with the most perfect Cupid's bow, that you have a perfectly straight, high, narrow, little button nose, and you have <laughs> big eyes with beautiful, well-defined double lids and perfectly sculpted, you know, high cheekbones and, like, a very thin lower face with like a you know beautiful perfect little chin like <laughs> but yes. that is the expectation and your skin is perfectly flawless poreless and perfectly milky white how many people are actually born like that right and for your whole entire career of however many years you don't age. You never have a pimple. You never like have a blemish. You never have dark circles in your eyes. <laughs> like, I mean, if you think about it, you never have body hair. Like, right. it's insane. Oh, it's unrealistic. But people don't care. But, but that, but. That is also what makes K-pop, K-pop. Yeah, that's right? true. Yeah. I mean, this is why every female K-pop idol looks like they're at least 15 pounds underweight. Because at the end of the day, it is not like it's, it's not the norm for anyone who is like 5'6", five, 5'7", five, to weigh like 100 pounds. It's not normal. It's not healthy. Right. That girl, the AOA girl in that article said that she's 5'6", and they wanted yeah. her to be 105. Correct. Which is crazy. It's not even healthy for the male idols. No. The fact that every idol, like, goes on extreme diets for every comeback, it's... It's unsettling. It's unsettling and it's really unhealthy. And, you know, here's the thing. Like, yeah, you're young and you could do that now. What's going to happen when they're in their 40s and 50s? Like all those years of like, just like that harsh abuse (laughs) on your body and not taking care of it. Like, you know, are you going to have a healthy life after you leave being an idol? Are you going to have a good quality of life? Yeah. Makes me wonder if any of them have like reproductive issues. Half of them don't even have, I will bet you half of the female idols probably don't even get a period because they're so like undernourished. Yes. I was just going to say that because for females, it's very obvious, right? I don't know how it affects males, but I don't know. 
it's pretty it's pretty crazy well it's a stepping stone it is it's a long ways to go but we will applaud and champion any one of these tiny tiny little advances (laughs) has to start somewhere i mean someone's out there thinking about it at least enough to put it into action yes and we applaud it yeah so any other thoughts i am is having a comeback that's my last thought (laughs) i am is having a digital single comeback what's the name i don't think he has a name for it does he no no i don't Uh, know i just i think it was one tweet (laughs) it was yes uh, 123 at 6 okay. p.m. Okay. So it's a, a digital single, right? Yes. So that's in a week and a half. Like right? for Okay, so for a digital single, we will get like concept photos and stuff, right? I don't know. <laughs> Sorry. So We Young's um, Happy Birthday was a digital single. We didn't really get concept photos, but we got those, like, sunset. Right. <laughs> Whatever. Right. I don't know. I had okay. no idea. Maybe. Okay. I mean, CIX's is a single album. Right. So it's just you're not going to have the physical album. Right. I-, I don't know. I was just surprised because... He had hinted at it. I right. didn't think it was going to be this soon. And then for I, him to drop somebody it. Sa- well, somebody said he said at one of the festivals it was going to be in January. Oh. I must have missed it. You might have said so. It still surprised me that he dropped it. And I was like, oh, wow, that's like two weeks from now or one week. Right. Yeah. One and a half. Yeah. So, I don't know, maybe we'll get, like, two songs. That would be nice. Yeah. I'm intrigued because his photo that he's advertising for it is a little softer. Mm-hmm. So, it is a little different. Right. Okay. So, see how that goes. Maybe we're going to get two jazz tracks. That would be interesting. Yeah. This little jazz maybe, thing he dropped for Christmas Yeah, maybe cute. that was like a little uh, teaser. <laughs> maybe. That'd be really yeah. interesting from him. Correct. Not very K-pop, though. Who cares? Right? I'm just saying. If it's done by a Korean singer, <laughs> to me it's K-pop. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> The Masters released two English albums, and I'm like, that's K pop. Yeah. It will be interesting. I have high hopes. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Um, I'm not very fond of the new haircut he has. So. (laughs) I'm just putting that out there. He's just growing it out. It's cold. She doesn't want to wear a hat. It's fine. Uh, it's like two looks I'm just not into, but that's okay. It's okay. Two I looks? Well, the mullet plus the bangs. Like, what? Oh. Why? Why? <laughs> the bangy mullet? Like, the bangs I could probably get around, right? But 
the mullet part now. I feel like yet again we are in. <laughs> the... No, listen. We're in the minority. It's an unpopular opinion. I don't think there's a single hot Kundra human out have. there who could have a mullet, and yeah. I would be like, "Please bang me." Never. I wouldn't. Yeah, I couldn't. I am. Yeah, I am not a fan. No. Of a bangy mullet. That's just <laughs> bangy me. mullet. Oh. <laughs> we gotta put that in there with. Oh, I can never remember the other one. <laughs> Semi hard stand. Slutty. Innocence. Oh, slutty innocence. <laughs> yeah. Those are good. I'm gonna have to put those. Yeah. Those are in the bank. <laughs> <laughs> K-pop corner bank. What was the other the one? Double George. Double George. There was double George. <laughs> There's um, the semi hard stand. Um, yeah, yeah baby mullet, and now we also have slutty innocence. <laughs> I'm gonna Perfect. have to like make a list. A of little, the K-pop uh, corner dictionary. Yeah. <laughs> the pen. No, what do you call that? An index? No. Dictionary. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, yeah, like a. What is that thing called? <laughs> there there is a an, word. There is a word. I can't think of it. <laughs> it's Friday. That's all I got. Brain dead time. I know. I think we need to end this now. <laughs> uh, it's good. It's good stuff. I'm like slightly crying over here. <laughs> <laughs> By the pinky mullet. Ah. <laughs> uh too much all right listen if bingy mullet becomes some trendy word like six months from now i just want to go on record (laughs) saying that i came up with that term 100 we have a time stamp for this shit correct (laughs) (laughs) it's on record (laughs) oh my goodness (sighs) today on january 12th 2024 jade coined the term Bingy, bingy, mullet. <laughs> yep. There, it's official. Yes. <sighs> All right, everyone. Goodness gracious. Uh, <laughs> next episode will be pushed back. Sorry, I'm going on vacation. <laughs> mm-hmm. So That's we will okay. We will record in February, and then I'll release it the following week. Yep. But thank you, everyone, so much for listening to us. If you have any comments, suggestions, or if you want to yell at us about our uh, double jorts and stuff, (laughs) tell us how we don't know fashion, Um, please email us at the kpopcornerpodcast at gmail.com. You can also yell at us on Twitter at kpopcornerpod, or you can find us on TikTok at the kpopcornerpodcast, or jade at mxbebe2021. And thank you. We'll see you next time at the K-pop Corner. Bye. Bye.